Hello again, and welcome. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So it's the Selling on eBay radio show. Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts, hopefully making your eBay business uh, more profitable, (laughs) maybe a bit more fun too. That's what we do uh, here on the program. Uh, Sherry is a full-time eBay seller based out in Colorado, mostly doing uh, consignment selling work. Recently had the chance to uh, say hi to the uh, CEO of eBay, Mr. Jamie himself. Came back with lots of exclusive information, mostly about his dog. He has a Burmese mountain dog. Oh, there you go. See what I mean? See, I get the important information. And Philip went full-time, I think, about 14 years ago. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Sounds about right. And when he's not listing on eBay, he's traveling to Europe, Cancun, and other various places playing with his tech equipment and seeing if he can broadcast a show from all of these remote locations. Got a few on the bucket list to do, so we'll keep working on that project. And uh, also, you can take part if you like. You can join us. Uh, The uh, phone number, if you want to send us a text or leave us a voicemail, is 1-833-EBAY-723. That's uh, uh, 833-EBAY-723. Or you can uh, shoot us a note through the website. That's sell, sell, sell dot online. And uh, coming up in the show today, we have Sherry. Would you take a bullet for an eBay executive? Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll give you the latest and greatest on what's happening with the uh, two cyber-stalking cases that are underway that involve eBay. Another sentence has been issued, and the uh, civil case continues to uh, trundle along. And eBay is quietly testing eBay Live. We'll give you our view. Very good. And uh, we'll take a look at the uh, latest results from eBay and question whether they're good for sellers or good for eBay. I think that's the definition of rhetorical question. All right, let's move on with some eBay news. And Sherry, this week, uh, fine jewellery gets the the eBay treatment, yeah? Yeah, so eBay has partnered up with GIA, and they are authenticating jewellery worth at least $500. I'm really excited about this because I've even told people who've asked me if I can sell their diamond rings and diamond jewelry, I say, well, if it's GIA certified, I can. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's really hard to get anywhere near the value. So I think this is huge. I'm really excited. About I think it. it makes sense because it's $500. So there's a little bit of room there to for um, some process to go on there that's relatively small and lightweight. So we're not talking about a lot of extra shipping costs, sending things backwards and forwards. So, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. So, um, yeah, I can see why they'd want to do that. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who have, you know, wedding band or engagement rings mm-hmm. <laughs> that are from a former marriage or, yep. you know, that they yep. need to mm-hmm. move along. So. Indeed. 
All right. Also in the news, I don't know whether you saw this, Sherry. Uh, I try, like sometimes I look at what eBay is advertising in the way of jobs. It gives you a, a strange window into the world of what's happening in uh, San Jose and elsewhere. And uh, I saw this one, and it was asking if you have experience, uh, maybe in the U.S. Secret Service or the U.S. Diplomatic Secret Security Service, and all this sort of stuff. Apparently, uh, eBay is looking to hire people to provide executive protection for their, I guess, their senior people. Um, is this normal for tech companies? I, I think this is really strange. And there's a certain amount of deja vu. I can't think where it's coming from, but the notion of someone in senior in eBay getting paranoid about their situation and hiring a bunch of goons who are presumably on call, be on call to take care of whatever needs taken care of. I feel we're stepping back a couple of years in time here. I, I, Do you think they're just uh, um, protecting the executives? Or are they protecting trade secrets or both? Well, I think given that they want people that are, you know, bodyguards effectively, it sounds more personal than they're sort of standing by the door asking for badges. Could be wrong, but that's the way I read it. Uh, what does it say? Uh, to ensure persistent threat monitoring, manage threats, protect executives using a risk-based data-driven methodology. Uh, I mean, he's roughing someone up and asking a few tough questions. Uh, oh anyway, gosh. so uh, it's just, it's, I don't know. They just seem to have so much money now sloshing around that they're filling all these jobs. I, I thought we'd been here already and decided this was not a good idea, but there we are. That's That's the job. So if you would be willing to take a bullet if that's what it takes for a senior eBay executive you know where to apply I just want to make that clear that's not want to send a bullet towards a eBay executive because I think we've all felt that at one point or another um, uh, eBay's got a gig for you there we are eBay's <laughs> recruiting uh, ex-secret service agents to be part of a protective uh, force they heard it here first okay uh, of course eBay's got stuff going on with sneakers right Oh, yeah. I got really excited because I got an email that Ooh. said 50% off mm -hmm. final value fees. So all of a sudden I thought I better list everything before the holidays because I've got to cash in on that. And then I saw that it was for sneakers. So is this something that is generally available or do you think you were on some sort of targeted distro because you've sold in that category in the past? Oh, I have not sold much in that category. So I assume it's to everyone and then you have to click activate offer um but it's for sneakers and it's only if you list when you list jordan adidas or nikes oh okay i mean it's it's they can't make any money at this stuff because this is for shoes that are what a hundred dollars 150 dollars potentially potentially and yeah. i think the commission is 15 percent, so that's now gone down to what seven and a half percent you get a free FedEx label to send it in, so that's probably $10 plus of their cost. And then the buyer pays 15 to get it sent out. There's not a lot of money in this for them. Yeah. Unless those are brands that are like $500 or something. But right. So and clearly buying share by the sound of things to me. Yeah. All right. So keep an eye open for that one. Not long to run on that. Um, also, out this week, eBay issued a long thing about how they thought the uh, the holiday was looking. And I think it was basically saying probably not as good as the pandemic and uh, people were going to be much more sort of targeted in how they, they sell stuff. I mean, in the past, I think they've been more 
seller relevant with these messages and said, oh, why don't you put in some additional shipping options because as the, as the Christmas deadline arrives, people are going to look for faster ways of getting stuff. Why not put your inventory up now rather than leave it at the last minute? So sort of very sort of micro stuff. It's quite a sort of macro message they've put out this time. And I, I think to be honest, most people doesn't, doesn't, doesn't compute. It's too general. Um, and I think that's kind of a problem in, with eBay in general is that they are look at the world from the, the 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 macro end of the pipe and we look at the world from the micro end of the pipe and the two we're both viewing the same issues but our perspectives are completely different and we speak different languages and this just struck me as a kind of a document where someone was talking a different language it made sense internally but i didn't know what it kind of was what i was supposed to do or get excited about as a result of this thing so check that out it's probably out if you if you sign up for ebay uh, marketing messages i'm sure you would have received that one um it's interesting up to a point but i think it's kind of off the mark as far as sellers are concerned um just also on the subject of uh the sneakers uh they've uh, gone further or they're starting to really now roll out the the labels changeover yeah yeah so um i, I don't know if they have to roll it out in bits to people or if it's available to everyone now mm -hmm. and this is i think uh, uh plugging a gap where i think they were worried about people defrauding them by using tracking that doesn't correspond to a particular address. Oh, and that's, I see. that's the hole they're trying to plug here rather than being generous. But that's just the way I see the world. It could just be me being cynical, but I think that's what's going on. Okay, but I mean, that works. It's a good deal for sellers, yes. It's, uh, yeah. it's better than it was before, so that's, that's good. And um, these, um, they demonstrated this new eBay Live capability, which is hosting your listings and auctions as a, a live event, kind of a mini QVC kind of thing. And uh, eBay Open, they did a demo of that to uh, sell off some swag. I, I think we both bought some. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently they're doing some uh, discrete tests of that idea of selling with some new categories. And you were able to sneak in on one of those tests, right? Yeah, so they were saying that this is for only specific categories, uh, and you I mean, it's um, trading cards, and is it collectibles? Maybe used. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know all the things it's open for, but it's not available for handbags, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, but they had a special date, and this was last week, maybe the week before. Um, with Linda's stuff, and she's a huge high-end handbag and oh, okay. clothing seller who I envy. <laughs> and Because of her handbags like. or business yeah, reasons? Oh, totally business reason <laughs> Because of the quantity of expensive handbags mm -hmm. that she's selling. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of them. Wow. And uh, she was up there with um, the ebay person who's doing it and um anyway i watched the whole thing there were anywhere from seventeen thousand to twenty thousand people logged into this wow so and they must have published publicized this fairly heavily so uh, did they send out direct marketing to people that are active in that category I did receive it. Did you receive a notification about Sadly, this? Sadly, they've realized I'm not that into handbags, so I think I didn't quite make oh. the cut. You'd be so surprised they're smart. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they know not to bother you Saved a few that. electrons for them on that one. Yeah, so I was notified. And the funny thing is I don't buy handbags on uh -huh. eBay, but I sell them. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess that's enough. And uh, when, okay, so we saw a demonstration on what's it called? WhatsApp. Mm. Uh, you would think I'd have to have a brain to be able to co-host with you, but apparently I don't. But anyway, is it we similar saw... to, to to that sort of thing where you you, yes. you just deliver a spiel to camera and stuff sells in the background? Is that how it works? Yes, and so when you and I saw that at the Boss Reseller Remix, they were doing it. They were doing auctions, and they had vintage T-shirts, uh-huh. and things were going crazy, and uh, the money was being donated. The in earnings would be donated to the blind center and we saw things getting bid really high starting at a dollar but selling for 600 and something mm-hmm. 245 for a t-shirt um so that was a great you know kind of trifecta the fact that the money was being donated the people were all excited on a at a convention or a conference and that they were vintage t-shirts they're one of a kind kind of things so for but the with, ebay event that you attended did, did were you required to participate by a mobile device could you do this on a desktop i had this running on my phone so i believe that you had to do it through the eBay Live yeah, app. Yeah, I think, I think it runs through their app at this point. I don't think there's a desktop version of it. That's why I was curious. I don't I don't think so either. And so is I it had fixed it price app. or were these auctions or what were they? So they did it as fixed price. Okay. And these Multiple were quantity or just one of each one? One of each. And they were handbags, uh, designer handbags. So... Uh, there was one, the first one was for $1,400 and it sold. And the next one was a $1,500 Louis Vuitton bag that sold. And I thought, my gosh, I mean, well, those were the last that sold. So everything else didn't, didn't sell. But I mean, these are really expensive. And do you think they put the first two or three at a pretty good price to try and sort of get the thing up and running rather than fall flat as the, uh, the opening? Were they good deals? I think so. Okay. Yeah, they were good deals. And um, and these were special, unique, you know, some of them vintage um, designer handbags. For me, though, it, it was felt less like an auction because it's fixed price and more like watching the Home Shopping Network, mm. which I personally, in my makeup, just don't have the capacity to do. Uh, it for me, it's painful to listen to commentary about products. And was that what this lady was doing? She was doing a home shopping type narrative on each item. That's kind of how it came out. And actually, the um, I thought I took a note on on the guy's name who was doing it with her. Who and he was amazing. I mean, oh. I I was like, he really knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. A. Um, he knows these handbags. Um, oh, I, okay. His name was Sergio. Um, he did a great job. He was very likable. Um, although in the beginning, um, Linda would read off people's comments and she was reading off like, I can't hear you. Can you talk louder? And she was reading them. So I would say like, this is as a good practice run, like don't read those out loud. Right. <laughs> Have somebody not on camera handling the comments. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was going to ask, I would have thought that this requires a certain level of slickness 
in presentation, equipment, blah de blah, you know, because when you're doing still photography, you can get away with anything because you've just edited it out. No one sees behind the scenes. When you're doing live, unedited, you've got to be pretty slick to pull that off. Do you think they were successful? I'm, I don't want to be critical, but no, I, I don't feel like, well, there were some things like for one thing, I do feel like you, you also, the people that we saw, it was Rally Roots who was doing it in at the remix, Boss mm -hmm. Reseller remix, and they've done it a lot. Yeah. They've done these live auctions a lot. So they have a groove going. Mm -hmm. And with this, I mean, Linda is a very, very successful um, high-end handbag seller with hundreds of thousands of sales um, but she's not an experienced you know in front of the camera live auctioneer mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so um, uh, what I want to also say is when she would bring the bag closer to the camera mm -hmm. I couldn't make it out like I could not see detail and I'm like, that seems like that should be something that would work. Like if you're doing a live auction, one of their bags was $12,999. And when she brought it close to the camera, I couldn't make it out very well, mm. the detail. Mm. So um, I would think that there might be better equipment or better lighting. I don't know what causes it to, or the fact that I'm looking at it on a cell phone. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so technologically, it wasn't being it, it wasn't going over as well, and it was more just hearing them talk about what a special bag it was. I mean, I think this stuff will get there. We're at the beginning of this. We're just experimenting. We're watching people figure it out. Yeah. Uh, particularly as far as the eBay platform is concerned, we saw that whatnot demo. Those guys were a few months farther down the road maybe and it had a bit more experience but you could see what they'd learned and how polished they got and even with very limited equipment they were able to get that hype going but i think it is difficult if you you've got to pick the pick the pick the item and the price right to keep momentum up and you know you, you don't want to sort of stop the whole show with a five figure item that's just not going to sell with that audience yeah and I, I think that's key is that I've even thought about it after we saw it in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I thought, what do I have that would be so exciting to people to be nothing? I, I mean, you know what I mean? That would be so exciting to people to join a live thing and bid it up that high. And these vintage T-shirts that they had were exciting. I mean, I think the unique. charity nature of it also helped the people weren't trying to value things really. It was how much could they afford to donate, I think was the bigger question. Yeah, and that, so that's that an easier that's difference. an easier thing to figure out without a lot of technology helping you. So Yeah, um, and how well does this work with fixed price? Mm -hmm. This format. Because what's exciting also if you're not going to be doing the charity aspect where you're thinking, okay, I have this much to donate, so I'll just bid that high. If you're really trying to get something for a good price, mm -hmm. the excitement would be that you're going to bid and maybe you get it for less. Right. I know that sounds right. really obvious. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like it was, it went as, went reasonably well. I mean, learning points, I guess, covered on the way. And yeah, I think, you know, more of this will happen. Yeah. And Sergio's great. And Linda's an incredibly successful person, you know, who... I'm jealous of if I haven't mentioned that. 
but um but there's definitely things uh, about doing this live show that they'd want to tweak they did a poll sergio did a poll i don't remember what it was for but it was very interesting actually Mm -hmm. so i i like the poll that aspect makes it interesting and i can see now people expanding from just these sort of photo cubes to whole video production facilities and stuff where you know you get the lights the cameras the stands the everything to make your own make your own tv studio i know and you know the thing is getting complicated out there it is getting complicated and the thing i loved about ebay when i was first started selling was i was like oh my gosh i just sold something i didn't have to make a sales Uh call uh i didn't have to talk to anybody i just listed it and it sold and I loved that so much. And I still love that. And it's scalable. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to do all this stuff? And I don't think I want to. I think it'll be a still a small percentage of the of the volume, maybe. Very small percentage, probably. Because most people don't want to get involved in that. But there's a certainly a, an attractive niche for people that can pull that off and make that work. And that can develop yeah. enough of a following that they get hundreds or thousands of people turning up that actually really like their merchandise and will bid against each other to push the price up. Yeah. Once you get critical mass, I can see it. I can see it working for certain people in certain categories. Yeah, and maybe doing them on auction starting lower than what they mm-hmm. can get them for mm-hmm. on your eBay store. Yep. All right. In a moment, we'll talk about more uh, selling by Sherry. She got herself uh, into a very special sale. We'll find out next. Do you have an eBay listing that isn't selling? Philip and Sherry want to help. They'll each make a couple of suggestions for things to change or try to get your sales moving. Just send us your item number and we'll get to work. www.sellsellsell.online. What do you have to lose? Experts are standing by. That's www.sellsellsell.online. So it's the Selling on eBay radio show. If you want to take part, leave us a text or send us a voicemail. That's one eight three three eBay seven twenty three is our number. And uh, Sherry, you were given a very special invite, I think, to take part in one of those. What are they quarterly? Um, you know, where where eBay puts out a a voucher to just about everybody that signed up for email, and you can only spend it at these listed stores, and you are one of the stores. Yes. How, how do I, I get was, one? How do I get on that bandwagon? <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> but I was so excited, and it was for pre-loved, is what they're calling it. They're they're lucky to call it, um, and or anyway, used clothing, clothing, shoes, accessories, which includes handbags as well. So for one thing, for that one, you know, it would have to be in that category, and I was thinking, you know, I was preparing myself to have to ship hundreds of items a day. Well, that didn't happen. Literally, I think one item of mine sold through Oh, no. I was hoping this was going to be, we blew the doors off, we ran out of everything, you know? I know. I I did, too. I thought so, too. (laughs) So... um, Was it worth the effort? Because that was the thing where we we spent a long time talking about how to get your listings extracted from the system to build spreadsheets and stuff to feed the machine and things, and there we are. Yes. Well, now that I – actually, they let me send them PDF lists. Very good. And because of that, I can do it again. And if they – I hope they continue to invite me because I feel like it's – 
you know, even the uh, the contact there was like, you know, we never know how much it's going to generate. And- I mean, I get those. And when I see it's certain sellers only, I just think, well, I haven't really got time to go through the long two pages of lists of sellers I wouldn't recognize and whether or not they've got stuff I want. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, if it flashes up when it's on my screen, hey, this has got 20% off, then I might pay attention, but I'm not going to go out and search their inventory just because they're on a list. Yeah, in so all it's honesty. kind of back to like eBay being a place where people know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and they search for it and find it. So that would have been a more of a browsing, right? Experience. It depends on the category. I mean, people that, I mean, I do industrial electronics. So people typically, I think buy my stuff because they need a particular item and not because they happen to be browsing around, you know, you know, let's let's get some socks. Oh, let's get a time server. doesn't tend to work (laughs) like that, you know? So, um, I don't know. It's not not something that would I would ever get involved in. But oh, I was hoping it'd be more successful, to be honest. But there we are. I know. Me too. I already. All right. Well, you got to volunteer. The thing with eBay is you got to volunteer for everything. And yeah, it's a bit it's hit like, and miss how things know. work out. Sometimes you'll be pleasantly surprised. Other times you'll just learn something and you'll move on. And my hope is they'll invite me again, and I'll, I'll do it again and again, as many times as they'll invite me. Because I think sometimes it just might be timing okay or well, if, if you've had uh, results good or bad with such uh, promotional activities you're very welcome to get in touch we'd love to hear from you you can do that uh, through our website which will give us email addresses and stuff uh, that's sell 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 dot online sell 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 dot online you can also see our stores and things if there's any questions that come up we'd be happy to uh, to answer those also also, lately, uh, eBay's uh, latest results, I'm not going to go through them line by line. They're out there. I think uh, they sent out an email to uh, all the U.S. buyers on their mailing list with some comments about it. I mean, generally, the, the, the direction of travel hasn't really changed very much. eBay says they're better than expectations without really quite defining what expectations and whose expectations and how they came up with them. But nevertheless... Um, and it's sort of it's more of the focus strategy, really. The uh, the revenue's down, the number of buyers is down, but they would argue the earnings per share is up, and ultimately that's where the corporation derives its value. So they're probably very pleased with that. There were a couple of areas where margins seem to be weakening across the board, but then as we talked about earlier, they're still in the mode of acquiring market share in their target categories where they've lost it because the previous administration didn't pay attention. So I'm sure they would argue that's not a long-term situation. And, you know, we'll see how it works out. Personally, I'm, I'm inclined to give them the scope to, to see this this strategy works out. It's the most intelligent thing I think they've done in quite a few years. I think any strategy that says, look, we're just going to do more of what we do best and what makes us the most money and not spend our time running around going after stuff that makes us no money, that's exactly what I do. I'm sure Sherry does the same thing in her business. Uh, I, I see no harm in eBay doing the same thing. They're being pretty upfront about it. Um, and this is the first administration that's tried, I think, to at least get that explained to Wall Street so that they understand the revenues are going to go down. And yes, Amazon's revenues are going to go up, but that's not the question. Um, Anyway, so uh, it's kind of um, on track as far as they would say towards their particular strategy. Um, uh, And I think it'll take a few more quarters to prove whether or not they obviously think it's doing well. They're hiring people. The 
The number of jobs being advertised is still very high. Obviously, uh, money's being thrown at the platform and the staff. So I guess from their point of view, they think it's good. Um, also, uh, lately, um, oh yeah, I was going to talk about the uh, the cyber stalking, which yes, uh, we have talked about before. Explain, because I can't understand it. Well, when I, I was tr it. trying to kidding. avoid getting into the whole background of cyber. <laughs> if you search uh, eBay and cyber stalking, you'll get a lot of stuff coming up. There's, now, there's two sides to this. There's a criminal case, which I think is kind of almost complete at this point, and um, these were the guys that were. Um, doing various nefarious activities to try and disrupt uh, the e-commerce bytes uh, publication. And there's another sentencing going on this week. Uh, Veronica Zay, if I'm pronouncing that right, she was probably the most junior person on the team. I think she gets two years parole, one of which she has to be in house confinement or something, which is right down towards the low end of the, the punishment scale. And I, I think she was the most junior person. She's interesting, if only because she broke silence and gave an interview to a magazine, uh, which we've linked actually on our on our website, that's sellsellsell.online a while back. So you get a bit more insight as to what these guys at the working level were thinking. And it, it sounds like they were being told, look, this is what leadership wants us to do legals on board um, this is how you go about getting a, a permanent job with benefits at ebay just jump on the plane do as you're told and of course didn't quite work out like that but she said that's kind of the way it was sold to her and she has no particular axe to grind against any any of the people attacked it was just her trying to you know move her career forward and I have some sympathy. I mean, what's she in her twenties? I mean, you know, at that age, you don't ask too many questions. If someone says, "This is the route to your the job you always wanted in life," and by the way, you've been doing sort of casual by the hour work for your career up until that point, I think you'd probably take it. Most of us would, you know. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But she was aware or involved in doing some of these really sketchy things well who knows exactly what went on i i think if you read the magazine interview i i think she was a reluctant participant although she didn't say no some people did say no uh there were people oh, who like refused that. to get involved and i think they got fired for their trouble and then rehired or something like that uh -huh. uh, but if you look at the some of the paperwork there were some names of people that that uh, refused to, to even participate in this i anyway, like hearing that so that's good. Uh, that's that's happening on the uh, criminal case. And I think there's one more sentencing uh, to be done, then that's over. What's currently kind of more interesting, I guess, at the moment is the civil case. So this is the Steiners, uh, through their attorney, coming after eBay Corporation, Messrs. Wenig, Weimer, and the people that have already been convicted for compensation. Um, and I don't think there's a question that they're going to get a big fat check at the end of this process. That is not in doubt. eBay's already said, look, we're, we're not going to duck away from this. We will definitely do whatever we can to make it right in terms of financials. What I think they're trying to do is go after accountability at the, the sort of C-level, the, the, the CEO, the COO kind of thing, and see if they can make a case that Devin Wenig and uh, what's his fellow, Weimer and, and maybe others were driving this conspiracy. That's the allegation. Um, it's a civil case. So I guess the burden of proof is what, preponderance of evidence or something like that. So it's perhaps a little easier to get home compared to a, a criminal case. 
But to be honest, I think they're struggling because the first thing that these people do is say, well, look, we want to put a motion to dismiss on this. In other words, you haven't got enough evidence to even get this in front of a jury, let alone prevail. Um, you know, where is the evidence? And the answer is they don't really have very much. Not to say there isn't any evidence. There's 12,000 pages of documents that, that eBay produced through their internal inquiry into what went on. But, and I feel eBay's been playing this chess game about six moves ahead of the other guys. What they did was they had a legal firm supervise this particular investigation. So these 12,000 pages of evidence, so you think every single email, every text message, every swipe of a magnetic door card, every day in the office, out of the office, every travel uh, expense form, everything would have been in that 12,000 document stack. And because it's now been reviewed by their attorneys, that's client attorney work product, and it can't be exposed through the discovery process. So they've used that particular facility to keep things to themselves and it's just speculation as to really what that might might hold and the Steiners are really as I read it and I, I have no legal background whatsoever so take this with a pinch of salt if you want but they are struggling struggling to get any kind of traction on this because they just don't have the data the nearest thing they have I think to a smoking gun is the sort of uh, a plea statements by is it Jim Barr or Jim Bohr? Not quite sure how to pronounce it. The the guy who's been positioned as the ringleader of the project in his sentencing plea, where he says, you know, I, I I accept responsibility. I did wrong. Blah blah. He did talk a little bit about how he was under pressure. He says from the executive level um, to do all this stuff, and there's some sort of chit chat about that. But it it's pretty shallow in terms of being any kind of real evidence. I mean, it's all stuff that's being said by his attorney, by the way, who's not particularly, uh, you know, has, is on one side, obviously. It's not, uh, it's hearsay for a start, I guess, at that point. It's also not under oath. Uh, it's not cross-examined. Um, and it's also information that comes after the complaint was written. So there's lots of technicalities as to why this is probably not really admissible, although that's really all they've got. Um, and the other, the other funny one is really that the, Mr. Wenig says he knows nothing about this, but his wife seems to know all about it because there's a copy of an email from her to this Boar fellow who's the ringleader, apparently, um, asking if he could, you know, scoot along with this stuff because Devin's getting upset by it or something. I mean, I won't say whether that's relevant or not, but there we are. So to be honest, I think they're struggling. They, I think they're struggling. I think the judge may say, you know what, um, I don't think this is thick enough to go to court. And they will probably end up, at least as far as I can tell, having to take the same line that the feds did, that they will, they've got enough to follow the action up the chain as far as this uh, Jim Bohr character, but anything above that, unless there's some new source of information, information which I don't think is going to be forthcoming, I don't think they've got, it's not thick enough to, to run, I don't think. That's just my, my interpretation. They're trying well, hard, though. That's amazing. The, the big, rich people never have to pay. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Um, uh, you know, you, there's, there's got to be stuff in that, and there's 12,000 pages, not just the the text messages, but, 
you know, these, these people were obviously on expenses because they were flying first class from California to Massachusetts. They were staying in the Ritz-Carlton. They were having $750 team meals at the Chinese restaurant down the road. There were bar bills. They were renting cars. I mean, this was not a cheap operation. They were not doing this just out of their own pocket money. They were clearly under the impression that this was something that was going to be corporately uh, paid for. So it will be very interesting to, if we could get hold of it, to see the expense claims. Well, who did they claim this money from? What did they write in as the purpose of their activities? Who signed that off as being required from a corporate point of view? That's what you do when you sign someone's expense. You say this is necessarily incurred for our business. Um, you know, who who signed off on the, who countersigned off on those? You know, whose budget did he go against? All that sort of stuff would be very interesting because I think it would help shed some light as to whether there is a case here or not but um, they don't have access to that and they're not going to get it either so I don't know um, I, I think they're going to get a big fat check the only thing is how many zeros at the end and I think that if they can't take it all the way to the sea level then there's a couple of zeros going to be taken off that number yeah because well, I don't think we'll eBay see. would want a former CEO taking the stand and being cross-examined and depositioned and stuff yeah We'll have to see and wait for the dramatization on Netflix or Apple TV. I'm, I'm sure there's someone bashing away at a typewriter as we speak coming up with that screenplay. Yeah. It'll be an interesting. Uh, it'll be an interesting watch. Anyway, so uh, the civil case is is the, they've all filed these motions <clears throat> to dismiss amongst the accused. The main ones. Um, there's been to and fro whether or not this um, data from the plea bargaining thing is actually uh, irrelevant or not and I think it's with the judge now and if he says it's not thick enough I'm not sure where they go whether they've got any other place to go to next maybe they have a plan B um, but I think it's I think it's struggling if I'm honest all right um, and uh, before we uh, just do our quick diary notes um, Sherry you mentioned the other day that you've been asked to supply personal information to eBay that's right I got a notice saying they need to verify my identity um, or and the deadline is January 23rd so I immediately uploaded my passport which was oh. one of the options but I still had the red nothing to worry about bar. there <laughs> huh nothing to be concerned about there this is the oh, organized this is the organization that loses millions of photographs and uh, stuff the, you rewrite your passport sitting on a server I, I, I have so given up on my, you know, on my identity not being stolen. But um, but no, I, I, I don't want my identity stolen. But anyway, I still got the bar across my seller hub saying action must be taken. And I actually went through it again. Hmm. And then a, after a week of this, I called eBay. I had to call them about something else anyway. So I called them about that, and the uh, a customer service rep said that he is seeing that the name doesn't match, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, because my name is Sharon, so I put Sherry, because everyone knows me as Sherry, on eBay, but you don't do stuff like that. So it didn't match my passport, so I corrected that on eBay's account information. I corrected my name. It's still a red bar. I'll, I'll try calling them again next week. Have you gotten this? I don't think I have. Not lately, anyway. Maybe I did it a while back. Um, I know 
going off topic, um, Shopify, they're really hot on this stuff, but they're out of Canada. Maybe different rules apply, but they weren't going to let me uh, get any money out of my account until I sent them front and back driving license, front and back passport, and I think something else as well. Oh, okay. So that was pretty wow. onerous. Good um, for them. So, yeah, I'm this sure is all about legit. money laundering, I think, isn't it? I would think so. And, yeah, you got to crack down on the beanie baby racket, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh, hopefully, you'll get that resolved fairly soon. Yeah, I hope so. I'm tired of seeing a red bar. See if you can get that fake ID screen. through. See if they'll buy that. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, just looking here at uh, stuff coming up in the near future, we have on the 16th of this month, that's November, uh, the next, uh, I think it's 16th, the next seller check-in call. This is a chance for you to... Say hi to a bunch of eBay executives, hear what's going on in their little world. Uh, if you want to find out about that, uh, you can go to sellerevents.ebay.com. Also, uh, I'm hearing there's going to be a networking session, I think after the actual main presentation. You're doing something, are you? I thought I wasn't, but I am. I see oh. that I, I am, and I, I have no idea what the topic is. I'll have to see if I can find any notes on what I'm doing. And I believe I think I volunteered to do one on photography, but I haven't heard back, so I'm assuming that's happening. Anyway, that's it for us. Uh, this is Philip Jackson saying thanks very much indeed for your company this week. And, and Sherry Smith, and thanks for listening. <laughs>